Welcome to this edition of Tech Telemedicine and Tomorrow, Answers for Healthcare's Digital Trends. I'm your host, Tony Pasolacqua. Today I have special guest, Mike Littman, from our underwriting department, and he's going to be discussing your medical director coverage. Hello, Mike. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Happy to. Uh, I'm actually uh, been with TMLT for almost three years now, was in formerly the sales department and now is part of the underwriting department. Um, we are pretty much the first line of dealing with the physician who's trying to get coverage. So I have a, a pretty good knowledge of our, our main coverage and all the ancillary coverages, including medical director. One of the major questions that we get in risk is, what is medical director coverage and what does it insure me for? Okay. Well, it's pretty much any administrative decision that may lead to a bad outcome for a patient. Um, So not only does it cover you in the role of a medical director, but also as the head of your organized medical staff. So it's an important distinction because if you're a physician with employees working under you in the office, this is the coverage you may need. And it's a big reason why we have it on every individual policy, unless the physician specifically opts out. So I know one of the big questions we get is what happens if we are a solo practice? Would they still need that medical director coverage? They may they may need it because um, if you're if you're a solo practice uh, and even if you have a receptionist employed under you, if they are involved in billing or some sort of error that leads to a bad outcome for a patient, uh, then you're vicariously involved in that you know because they're employed by you. So it doesn't actually necessarily have to be coverage for a medical director, like where you're actually having someone approach you, let's say for med spas, for instance, that's a big one that we Mm -hmm. hear a lot about, where they state that they want you to be the medical director. Uh, In your specific circumstance, you're saying that you don't actually even have to have that title in order to still be able to actually use that coverage as a solo practitioner. That's right. And and it's it's an important distinction because... you know, I, I think it's a big reason why we made it an opt-out instead of an opt-in for physicians across the board, individual physicians, because many of them don't realize that they may need this coverage even though they're not specifically a medical director. If they have ancillary at any capacity and they provide, they function as an administrator, provide policies and procedures, they're going to need this coverage in case a patient comes in and works with their ancillary and they have a bad outcome. Then they can name the physician in the suit. What would be some duties that a medical director would have? A couple examples I can I can say. Training and supervising the medical staff, both physicians and non-physicians. So if you were a if you were a physician that, that owned a practice or a group practice, you know, you could be but you could be liable for another physician messing up in your facility. You know, drafting, implementing appropriate policies and procedures, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. um, and then really assuring that the facility's compliance with federal and state and local laws. If you ever have any questions about any type of legal stances, it's always good to contact an attorney. So trend-wise, what are you actually seeing individuals approaching us for? Is there any specific specialties or anything like that that you see a, more of a trend to? Well, you kind of stated it earlier, but the, the med spa is a lot what we see. We, we get physicians calling us for a standalone medical director policy where they're going to work for a med spa. Uh, and generally, we would like to see very minimal exposure for that. So a lot of these times we have to send them to a third party because that, that's all they're doing and that's all they want covered. And, and really our biggest concern is that many of the med spas that, that we see 
are owned by a nurse practitioner or even an RN, and they have to have a medical director who's a physician to sign off on their policies and procedures so they can perform some of those aesthetic procedures. Mm -hmm. And to us, it's really high risk and really medical directors of those practices should also consider, am I going to be in the in the med spa, am I going to really be overseeing what's happening or are they just using my name to sign off on their papers? Because that's what we see a lot. Sometimes I think our individuals may not be aware of the exact scope that that question actually poses for them. I have seen in the news a few facilities that have had some sort of law enforcement action against them for maybe uh, overextending their medical director privileges. Does that actually help cover them in those situations where there's any sort of illegal activity that's occurred? Well, I, th- I believe our policy specifically excludes activities like that um, when they are illegal, when it involves writing prescriptions that aren't supposed to be written. I've seen that too. You know, uh, you see a lot of times that some nurse practitioners or some RNs, they get a little, they get, they go a little, they're like one step too far though. They weren't supposed to write that sort of drug and they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's really just the the awareness need to be aware of the law and that's really why it's you know that's really why we're so hesitant to write those medical director policies on top of the 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 med mal because you know a lot of times doctors don't even realize how much risk is involved with being a medical director for these med spas and really how much their name is associated with it mike i know earlier you were talking about the opportunity to opt out of medical director coverage could you explain that more so uh, it's a great question because we changed our we changed how we do things I think in 2011 and now we have it on every individual policy unless they specifically opt out. It is not on a moonlighting policy because generally they don't supervise staff when they're in training in residency. It's not available to FDE policies and niche policies like per patient you can opt in per physician that you need the medical director for. And I believe it's uh, $250 to opt in on those. And I guess moving into that, you know, you can opt out as an individual physician as well, and that can save you $250 on your premium. So I know a lot of people probably right now are trying to think, you know, can I save that $250? Would it be worthwhile? What type of coverage does that $250 usually get a physician? You know, I would say... uh, Saving that 250 you could save $250 on your premium, but if you employ anyone in your practice, uh, it might be a policy worth having because it's going to protect you. If a claim were to arise from one of their mistakes, then they could lump you in the suit and uh, that coverage would protect you. Mike, I know a current trend we're seeing is uh, physicians being approached to become medical directors. Is there anything from an underwriting view that you look at specifically to see if you want to write them for, let's say, additional coverage or to make sure that they qualify for their medical director coverage? Well, for us, the the main thing we want to see is that they actually have direct patient care. Uh, We're not in the business of writing standalone medical director. So a lot of the times we'll have a physician come to us looking for, hey, I got offered a position at a med spa to be a medical director. Uh, and that's all they're doing. Um, we we will not write that coverage because there's no direct patient care. And on top of that, you know, med med spas are kind of a tricky thing because there's a lot of exposure on that side. Every underwriter is different, but generally we want to see less than 20% of their practice in a med spa. And our biggest concern really is that 
A lot of these med spas that physicians are going to be a medical director at uh, are run by nurse practitioners or even RNs, and they need a medical director in order to do those procedures. So they'll, uh, employ, one, they'll employ a physician to be one, and they don't quite understand that they are on the hook for all the work that the med spa does. And at the end of the day, they're, they're the ones that are signing the papers and policies and procedures. And I would say, you know, a lot of, a lot of times physicians just aren't aware, um, and that we're just very, we're very weary about writing those types of policies. So what are the different policy limits that we have for medical director coverage? I know we talked initially about a hundred thousand, but is there anything else? Is there any buy-ups or anything like that that they could potentially go for? Yeah, so we actually, uh, as you mentioned, our our embedded coverage has $100,000 uh, per occurrence and per aggregate, uh, but we can offer to increase, uh, you know, to two hundred, five hundred thousand, and even a million dollars. And there's not a set fee; it's really just dependent on what uh, the physician is doing, and the underwriters will take that information and and provide a quote for that coverage. So, for any of our policyholders that are already medical directors. And they're trying to figure out um, if they have purchased this or not. Who would be a good individual for them to talk to to see if they actually have medical director coverage on their current policy? So on their current policy, they can call their underwriter or their underwriter technician, um, and they should be able to tell them. They can also check their policy coverage, and it should be listed there. But that would be that'd be the easiest way is, is to give your underwriter a call or shoot them an email. Mike, I know that right now we're seeing a lot of individuals that are transferring to and from groups, and they may be asked to be the medical director for their specific facility. Where would they have to look in order to identify if they have medical director coverage or not? You know, if it's not in the employer contract and the employer has uh, explicitly stated that they would provide it, uh, I would at least get a letter in writing that they're providing it. So for any policyholders that are just chiming in now to this podcast, let's say they had to take away one item from this podcast. What would that one item be? I would, I would say the one item to take away from this podcast is you don't have to be a medical director to have, to have a need for medical director coverage. Uh, if you are operating in an administrative capacity to any employees, then this coverage may be necessary to protect you in, in the case of a claim to one of your employees. Now, while it's important, it's an important distinction that this isn't EPLI coverage, which does come on the policy. This is going to uh, cover you in case someone sues because of a bad outcome that a nurse practitioner did, and they say, "Well, I want to sue the physician as well who wrote the policies and procedures that the nurse practitioner used." This is really that that type of coverage. But that's what I would say for physicians that aren't exclusively operating as a medical director. But for physicians that are, you know, I would say that you know. Try and understand the exposure and, and try and mitigate it as best as possible. You know, a claim can be triggered due to uh, a patient experience with staff interactions, communication, billing, obtaining lab results, um, you know, and even scheduling a follow-up appointment. If something goes awry in any of those examples, it could trigger a med director claim. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're a policyholder, please feel free to contact us with any questions by calling 1-800-580-8658 or check out our resources at tmlt.org and clicking on our resource hub tab. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Tony.